We've had some time to digest what happened on Tuesday with regards to the suspensions, what the uh, ramifications are, things of that nature. We're going to talk about that. Also talk about the women's basketball team absolutely shellacking Illinois. Get you caught up on some tidbits of information about IU football as well in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, February 10th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for all IU Athletics news, analysis, previews, recaps, men's basketball, women's basketball, football, soccer, whatever it is, we have you guys covered. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rood. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers uh, both part of your day and your first listen every day. Uh, just a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, uh, where our shows premiere at 7 a.m. every morning. You can make that part of your daily routine. Uh, they typically are up on your podcast feed. Some of you might have got them a little late today. Had the date wrong when I scheduled the podcast. So they went out early afternoon. You guys can listen back to that one if you missed it. Our kind of instant reaction to the Northwestern game. We're going to do a little bit deeper of a dive into uh, the fallout from that game. Uh, in regards to the suspensions for IU here in just a bit. Also going to talk about IU women's basketball. Again, shellacking Illinois on uh, Wednesday evening. First, just a reminder, if you guys haven't already, please subscribe wherever you're listening to your favorite podcast at. Helps us out a ton. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Follow us on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. So, obviously, in the moment, I didn't want to say a whole lot about the suspensions. Def not anything too detailed, because I wanted there to be the chance for me not to be as annoyed, because I honestly was kind of annoyed on Tuesday, uh, but also let some things maybe come out. I didn't expect much to, but uh, let there be some, some fallout so that we could have as much information as possible. Uh, in case you missed it, which I'd be surprised if you did, uh, just prior to Tuesday's game uh, for the men's basketball team, it was announced five players, all rotation players, including two starters, were suspended for the game. In typical Mike Woodson style, uh, there have not and almost certainly will not be details released. Effectively, all we know is that a rule was broken the night before a road game. Uh, the players were suspended. IU had the shoot-around to figure out how to adjust without them and then played the game against Northwestern on Tuesday. One of the rumors going around, and I certainly didn't want to lend this any uh, air or anything like that, but because it was put into writing elsewhere, I, I figure we can talk about it. One of the rumors going around on Tuesday as the, the suspensions come out and there's kind of a whirlwind was that it had something to do with marijuana. Now, why was that? A question. Well, it is legal in Illinois to smoke marijuana. Um, however, it's a banned substance by the NCAA. Now, on after the game on Tuesday, Zach Osterman wrote about this, and that's why I kind of feel comfortable talking about it now. Otherwise, I don't want to just 
baselessly speculate about things. Um, if it were drug related, there's a certain handful of things that would have happened that did not happen on uh, Tuesday. For one, the players would not have been dressed and they were dressed. For two, there's a set amount of games that you'll be suspended if it's a drug related um, issue or offense. Mike Woodson made it clear that he's the one in charge of how long these guys are going to be suspended. Um, just straight from, from Zach Osterman's piece, um, Woodson said Tuesday night that the links of those suspensions have not yet been determined. He also said it's his call how long they last, suggesting strongly they're not the product of department-wide policies regarding indiscretions like failed drug tests. Quietly Tuesday, IU was at pains to dispel the notion that that was related to it, or this was related to it. Under department rules in such an event, any player would not be allowed to dress out and all five dress in Evanston. So uh, in the immediate kind of aftermath of the news getting out about the suspension, that was what a lot of people had assumed was the case. Uh, but uh, a lot of people, Osterman, um, others, Jeff Rabjohns, others tweeted that it was not drug related. So I, I did want to get out there, get that out there. I did want to address that. And I did want to basically shoot that down because that was something that uh, a lot of people ran with, maybe understandably, because it's college kids. Again, it's illegal in Illinois. It's not in Indiana. I, I would have tried to sneak uh, marijuana from Illinois back into Indiana if I was their age. So uh, I wouldn't have blamed them necessarily, but it, it was not related to that. So Again, outside of that, we don't know. We're not going to know what it is related to. What we know is that Mike Woodson chose kind of long-term gain at a short-term cost. He made a decision on Tuesday that uh, he felt the long-term benefits outweighed uh, what's going to happen in the short term. What happened in the short term is IU lost a game that was a very winnable game in a season where uh, right now there, there are – I don't want to say a lock for the tournament, but they're comfortably in the tournament. But they're not a one seed, a two seed, three seed. I think they were a seven seed. So um, it's it's not like they have a ton of wiggle room. But he was willing to, uh, I don't want to say throw away the game because the other Hoosiers still played and still played valiantly, but uh, severely hinder their chance to win the game um, because he has rules and he has um, things that he feels players shouldn't do. Uh, the players broke those rules and were punished, even if it was simple as they missed curfew, especially when it's five of them. If five players miss curfew, you don't punish them. Suddenly there is no curfew because nobody's going to get punished. So it's things like that. Uh, even if it was small, uh, Woodson put his foot down, and rightfully so, um, and it cost IU a win. I used five um, the five players suspended cost them a win more specifically, not Woodson's decision. It was a selfish decision, whatever it was, whatever happened. Uh, I will go as far as to say it was selfish because those five guys put themselves over the team in whatever capacity it was. Um, but now it's kind of what's going to happen after this, because Saturday is going to kind of be the, the start of a, a new season, whether it means um, the players aren't coming back, which means it's probably a pretty serious manner. If it's a multiple game suspension for five rotation players, 
Uh, if they're not coming back, it was something pretty serious. And now you have a whole different set of issues to, to talk about. If they do, if they are available, how are those guys going to respond? Because all five of them play and two of them start. How are those guys going to respond after uh, having a week off and being kind of at the center of all of this drama for a good chunk of that week? Uh, because those guys owe something to the players that that played in their spot on Tuesday. Um, they those six seven players, including the walk on uh, Nathan Childress, those seven players gave everything they had. Trey Galloway looked like he could barely walk by the end of the game, uh, while those five guys were suspended on the bench. So they certainly owe something to their teammates. Uh, to a certain degree, they owe something to the program and the fans as well. So. Uh, maybe in some senses it's good that it's not a home game on Saturday because if they do come back on a home game, I'd be a little worried about the response because fans are frustrated and they probably should be, uh, but don't <laughs> I don't want to boo them. They make mistakes. They're kids. That's probably the, the, the biggest point here is these are kids, college kids, who made a mistake. I made a lot of mistakes in college. I did not have a spotlight nearly as bright as these guys have. So if they learn from it, if they move on from it, we forgive, uh, we forget, we move on with them. So that's the biggest thing I want to remember on this is they're kids, they make mistakes, and I'm sure that they're regretting this mistake to some degree. And, and hopefully they're focused on making it up to to the program, to the coaches, to the teammates, and to the fans uh, on Saturday or I guess whenever they next take the court. So that's all we needed to talk about with the men's basketball team, but I felt we needed to just kind of discuss some of the fallout from, from those suspensions. The women's basketball team has a lot less drama going on, especially after Wednesday's game. We'll talk about their 32-point victory over Illinois but not before we talk about Bet Online. Bet Online had you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season wraps up, uh, basketball seasons are well into the regular season, whether it's NBA or college. Uh, and there's obviously the big game in a couple of days as well. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. Bet Online has the up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, whether it's also NHL, whether it's boxing, big UFC card this weekend, along with live and real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen. NBA trade deadline is today, uh, Thursday, February 10th. At 3 p.m. And the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live from 2 to 4 p.m. That's Eastern Times. Join Kim Becker, John Careless, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn on your notifications so that you know when they go live. We've already seen for uh, hometown Pacer fans a couple of big trades. Uh, obviously, Sabonis being shipped out. Could potentially see a couple more, but uh, it's one of the most exciting times of the year for me as a basketball fan, the NBA trade deadline. 
Hoosier women's basketball team had a lot of excitement on Tuesday. They win 93-61 to over Illinois, and it was dominant from start to finish. They never trailed. They led for 39 minutes and 39 seconds, so nearly the entire game they led. Opened up a 28-8 to uh, first quarter lead, only extended that through the first three quarters before the benches took over in the fourth. Um, a lot of great individual performances on the night. As a team, Hoosier shot 57% from the field, 45% from the three-point line, hit 10 of their 22 threes, 75% from the free throw line. Uh, they outscored the fighting Illini. They weren't fighting much on on uh, on Wednesday. 42-28 to 28 in the paint. That's without Mackenzie Holmes. I'll have an update on her in just a minute. But uh, without her... They still uh, dominate inside in the interior. Uh, had a lead as big as 36 points on the night. Uh, Allie Patberg nearly messed around and got her career high. She finished with 26 points on 9 of 15 shooting. Uh, 30 points is her career high. Finished just four off of it. Uh, Goulbe had 18 points, seven rebounds. A uh, couple of assists, a couple blocks as well. Um, Grace Berger had 13 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 6 of 8 shooting. Uh, one of the um, maybe unsung bench players this season, uh, especially since Mackenzie Holmes has went down at least, Caitlin Peterson. We mentioned her kind of in passing uh, the other day when talking about this team. She played 18 minutes, had 11 points, knocked down 3 of her 4, 3-pointers, four, 4 of 7 from the field. Chloe Moore McNeil had nine points. Um, one of the biggest things for the Hoosiers in this game is the starters were able to rest, and that is not something that happens in any game almost this season, and especially since Holmes has gone down. So huge from them. One name we didn't mention, she was only limited to 18 minutes. Nicole Cardano-Hillary landed on a Illinois player's foot, twisted her ankle a bit after the game, Terry Morin said she thinks she's going to be fine, said she came down on the player's foot. Uh, she was walking on it. They did have ice on it at the end of the game, but um, part of that was probably because they were up by 32 points and could afford to put her on the bench with ice on her foot. The McKenzie Holmes update is a really good one. Uh, it seems like it's or, or it seemed like she was trending in the right direction, uh, maybe ahead of schedule, and that was what the update was on Wednesday um, Terry Morin said after the game, uh, she was asked by Seth Toe, Bloomington Herald Times beat writer for the women's basketball team, asked if the timeline was for McKenzie Holmes still to miss the rest of the regular season. She said, quote, I wouldn't say that. I think you'll see her back sooner than later. Uh, she, the general consensus was that maybe she'd be back for the final game of the regular season. And that was at the end of February. Hoosiers are going to really need her because they're about to kick off a span of eight games, or excuse me, four games in the next eight days. Uh, that is going to test them greatly for a team that already doesn't have a ton of depth. They start on Saturday. They play Michigan State, play on Monday against Nebraska, Thursday against Northwestern, Sunday against Iowa. We said the middle of the schedule for the Hoosiers was going to be brutal for February, uh, and this is it. And I wouldn't be surprised there's a big gap Sunday 
after that Iowa game to wrap up these next four games. Uh, Sunday to Friday is a big gap that the Hoosiers still have games they need to make up. So I wouldn't be surprised if a game is thrown in there. So if they can get uh, McKenzie Holmes back for any of these games, uh, probably on the back end of those, it's going to be a huge help um, just so the Hoosiers aren't worn down by the end of the season. But uh, they come away with a huge win on Wednesday. They're now 17-3 and overall, 9-1 and in the conference. The only loss to Michigan after that huge uh, break off because of their COVID outbreak. But they are still rolling a lot of small tidbits uh, to catch up on for IU football, uh, including the uh, report of them hiring a new running backs coach. So we'll get you caught up on all of those small little things we've missed over the last week or so here in just one moment. IU looks to have uh, hired a new running backs coach, Craig Johnson. Uh, he is a man who... When I say he has coached everywhere, he has coached everywhere. 61 years old. He was last at Maryland, where he was a uh, senior analyst, was his job title. He has spent a lot of time in the NFL. 2014 to 2019 was a running backs coach for the Giants, was a quarterbacks coach for the Vikings in the early 2010s. Uh, in 2010 itself, he was the Titans running back coach. Before that, from 02 to 09, he was the Titans quarterbacks coach. Before that, for a season, he was their offensive assistant and quality control coach. Has spent some time both, uh, well, I would say the Big Ten, but they weren't in the Big Ten. But he's been in the Big Ten a little bit. Maryland, he was the offensive coordinator in 90, 1997. Uh, also the QB coach during that time. He was at Northwestern from 92 to 96. They went to the Rose Bowl during that spell. Uh, he's been as well, VMI, Rutgers, Army, Arkansas, Wyoming. He's coached teams that are in the Big Ten, but Maryland and Rutgers obviously were not at the time. Northwestern was a little bit of familiarity with the Big Ten, but then again, that was 30 years ago. But he's joining the Hoosiers, another uh, coach with NFL experience joining the, the program. Among some of the names he's coached, uh, Steve McNair, Vince Young, Chris Johnson, Saquon Barkley, Coach McNair when he won MVP, Coached young when he was Offensive Rookie of the Year. So he has certainly coached a lot of talent. Has not had this specific position at college since 1988 at Rutgers. So he has experience, but this specific one, it's been a while, but you certainly would not uh, trade any amount of that experience he's had uh, all over the place. Uh, and he is going to bring a lot of value to this program. Former running backs coach Della McCullough, uh, actually, interestingly, it was reported shortly, almost right after it was reported he left for Notre Dame, that the Giants themselves were going after him as the running backs coach. He turned that down. He turned down a chance to be the highest paid running back coach in the NFL, turned that down to stay at Notre Dame. Him going to the NFL would have made a lot more sense as to why his son stayed in Bloomington. Um, I mean, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> we talked about it with Dustin DePirac last week on the episode we did with him. If you haven't listened last Thursday, uh, go give that a listen after this as well. Uh, that was a great one, but we talked about that. Not complaining about it, but um, I, it would have made more sense if he was going to the NFL for his sons to stay here. 
Uh, speaking of the NFL, three Hoosiers are going to take part in the draft combine. We mentioned Ty Freifogel, Peyton Hendershot, uh, Micah McFadden also made the cut. I believe almost 400 um, prospects, athletes will be there. Starts on March 1st, runs through March 7th. Obviously, absolutely massive to get them in front of teams, in front of eyes, in front of scouts, in front office types. Uh, it sounds like, and I've done a little bit of research, I haven't dove too deep yet, looks like all three are going to be drafted. Uh, they're going to be middle, late round draft picks, but it looks like all three are going to be drafted. Uh, excited to see them at the next level, but excited to see them get a chance at the combine because you can really improve your draft stock while you're there, whether by testing out well or interviewing, meeting with GMs, scouts, all that stuff, and all that goes well. Uh, IU football announced on Wednesday that the season opener against Illinois was moved to Friday, Friday night lights game, except college. Friday, September 2nd, IU is going to open against Illinois. We don't know the time, but they advertise it as Friday night lights. Obviously, if it's a Friday game, it's going to be a night game. Um, I don't like Friday games in college. In the opening week, maybe a little bit, because opening week, you kind of throw games all around. There's going to be games on Wednesday, games on Thursday and whatnot. General, I'm just not a big fan of Friday games in the Big Ten. It's just it's not when college football games are supposed to be played. Those are supposed to be high school games on Friday, college games on Saturday, NFL games on Sunday. I kind of like that progression, playing a day later at each level, but I'm not in charge. If it makes them money, then whatever. But uh, the Hoosiers are going to open probably the entire slate of Big Ten games uh, I haven't looked at the schedule, but it's a much, much easier opening game this season against Illinois than huh, last season against Iowa. And it'll be at home. It'll be at Memorial Stadium. So that'll be big as well. A couple small things. Cody Zeller, former Hoosier, obviously was waived by the Trailblazers. Looks like it's going to be another season uh, where injury gets the best of him. Uh, he underwent surgery on his right knee on January 25th. He had been with the Blazers. Uh, the Blazers have been pretty bad this year, uh, and they are starting to blow things up, similar to the play Pacers as well. So uh, they made a big trade recently, had to waive somebody to uh, make that trade official, open up a roster spot. Cody Zeller was expected to miss 8 to 10 weeks. If you do the math from January 25th, it was going to be real tight if he is even going to be able to make it back before the end of the season. So he was uh, waived effectively is going to probably miss the rest of this season. Frustrating because when he's on the court, he's an impactful player, but just one of those guys that can't stay healthy and it's never the same type of injury, uh, just all types of different injuries, whether it's wrists, whether it's knee, whether whatever it is, uh, can't stay on the court. So it's frustrating. Jalen Hood Shafino, uh, 2022 uh, prospect for IU basketball moved up on rivals rankings to a five-star prospect and number 16 in the class. All the rankings obviously vary. 247 Sports still has him um, just outside the top 20, number 21, but he's also a five-star prospect there. So seems like he's more of a consensus five-star prospect at this point and is going to be a top 25 at worst uh, player in the class. Uh, so, Awesome, awesome news. Another 
Uh, it was a huge get at the time, and Hood Shafina is only improving. Um, he's had some big games for Mount Verde, uh, which is, no, again, no small feat because they are a powerhouse. So to have big games for them uh, is really impressive, and he's caught the eye of the kind of evaluators that, that put together those rankings. So be nice to have him on campus next season. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're going to be back with you tomorrow with a crossover episode with Locked on Spartans to preview the IU-Michigan State game. Obviously, a lot to talk about for the men's basketball team. We'll get a bit of a preview of the Spartans as well uh, with Matt Sheehan. We did a crossover episode for football went well. We're going to try it again for the basketball season. So now for your second listen today, head on over to the Locked on Bets podcast, uh, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love. Again, apologize that the episode went out late to all your apps or podcast platforms uh, on Wednesday. It's my fault. I'll make sure it doesn't happen today. Uh, if you can follow us on Twitter, we live tweet the games. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Leave a rating and review it would help us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a tremendous Thursday in LEO.